I saw you calling, but best believe I let the thing go straight to voicemail. I'm about to record part two of the Black's two-pack featuring Celine Manning, pleasure, positive sex, and relationship coach for Black's Technologies. And we talking even more sex, and I'm introducing a new segment called The Former Fuckboy Fables. All right, get ready. Beats by Pete Samples. Miseducation. Miseducation. Welcome back to the Miseducation of the People, the Blex 2-Pack, in honor of World Sexual Health Day. New Miseducation. So this is a um, IG Live takeover I actually did um, a few months ago. So I was speaking with one of their pleasure, positive sex and relationship coaches, Celine Manning. Uh, definitely was a good conversation. Uh, this is my first time actually speaking about um, sex stuff in a public forum like this. So a l- l- little different, you know what I mean? And um, that's also when I was uh, engaged. So, you know, the conversation was like, you can't, can't really go too deep, you know what I mean? But uh, good thing for y'all, uh, we are introducing a new segment called the former fuckboy fables and um you know gonna get into a little uh little little bit of my past when i was hoochie man Lafleur out here and i mean so i uh, hope y'all go ahead and enjoy this episode uh as usual please 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 make sure you're supporting us um we have a movement going on we're trying to grow we're trying to you know get out here so uh follow us on facebook instagram linkedin and youtube at real talk session series uh, give us your thoughts, uh, suggestions, all that good stuff. We got some good uh, content coming up, and this is definitely going to be uh, an interesting episode. So, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, please share the podcast, rate, review, subscribe, five stars only. You know what I mean? I don't want nothing else than that. So, you know, hook a brother up. Um, and another way to support us uh, monetarily uh, is to get some merch. We got some fire merch, man, for real. Um, and we got some other stuff coming out soon. Um, it's hoodie season. Uh, it's starting to cool up, so we, we, we got you, we got you. Um, and best thing about it is that all proceeds goes towards helping us uh, better our efforts when it comes to empowering the black communities um, across the country. Also, we have free shipping, you know what I mean? So what, what, what better way, you know? Um, also, we do accept donations, so if you'd like to donate, please visit the org. All right, so let's get into the episode. So I'm just go ahead and jump right into it. What's up? All right, guys. Hello. My name is Celine Manning, guys. I am a sex and pleasure coach. You can call me a sex and relationship coach. You can call me a confidence coach. You can call me all of that because I believe all of that is just one thing. Okay. Um, I also own a community on Instagram called Sex with Baddies, where where I where I um. I just hope that people just gain a confidence to just own their baddie energy. So own their baddie and daddy energy. That's really just what I do. And I'm on this live and I'll be having someone joining me because I am taking over Blex Live today. Yes, I am taking over Blex. And actually the person that will be joining me is on right now. Hi, good evening everyone. Uh, My name is Taryn, Uh, pronouns he, him, they. Uh, I identify myself as a cisgender uh, heterosexual male. So for everyone that doesn't understand what that means, so cisgender means that I identify as being a male. That's what I look like physically. And then heterosexual, that means that I'm interested in women. So uh, I am a higher educational professional. Uh, I've been in the field since 2000 professionally. Um, And more so recently, I 
created a business called the Real Talk Session Series. And with that, we are a community-focused uh, media company that provides edutainment catered towards people of color that is culturally competent and easy to digest. And our main goal is to make an impact on education reform, criminal justice reform, and also uh, mental health awareness. So, you know, we out here. So thank yeah. you, Blacks. Appreciate y'all. Yes. Shout out to Blacks for providing this opportunity. That's number yeah, sure. one, providing the space. So like I said, today we'll be getting into communication, commitment, consciousness, a discussion on how sex education influences our relationship. So we have a plethora of questions that we're going to get into. All right. So I'm just gonna I'm, I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna start in order or just random. Let's just start. Let's just start in order. Okay. So I'm gonna start off with the first question, which is, why do we as a society tend to feel shame, embarrassment, or discomfort when we talk about sex with our partners? Honestly, I, I think it really goes down to, because I want to speak from my uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. I don't want to generalize. Um, for me, I feel that we don't have those conversations within the household at all. Right. And we get a watered-down version of sex education in the schools. So um, I think that – I'm sorry, can you go back to the question again? Of course. Of course. Let's, let's do it. So we're going to repeat the question just in case anyone else missed it. Why okay. do we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a society, tend to feel shame, embarrassment, or discomfort when we talk about sex with our partners? All right, cool, yeah. So what I just said, and then also there's just a – a feeling that pe people don't like to hear other people's opinions. Like, they're afraid of what other people are going to think. So they don't live their authentic selves because they're worried about the, what the next person is going to say. So I think that, you know, a combination of all those and when you go on social media and all that stuff, mm -hmm. when you're having strangers that usually don't have access to you physically, now having right. access to you, I think really, you know, all those things combines to the reason why, you know, we don't really talk about sex and all that stuff. So... That is that is very true, and and I was just saying I have made a post about it earlier, saying like we don't, we just don't talk about sex in our daily lives in general. Yep. So and it's just like we don't talk about sex like just with our friend or someone. How are we gonna be able to know what to communicate to our partners? If yeah. you if you if you scared to tell Sharon, oh yes, girl, that was so good last night. This is what I like. This is what I didn't like. And Sharon uh -huh. is your best friend. How are you supposed to tell? you know, your partner, what you like, because you don't even have sure. that language in you. So it's yeah. just like, it's it's crazy. And I also feel like that, that we also feel a little bit of shame and discomfort because I feel like we're scared that we're going to ruin the, ruin the sexual and the sexual chemistry. Because yeah. just imagine if someone tells you like, like how to like, like, oh, could you do this better? The person uh -huh. may feel like, oh, snap, like, am I not doing it right? They may automatically just jump to, like, oh, am I not doing it right? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's ego thing. Exactly, it's an ego. And it's like, are me and this person not compatible? You know? So yeah. it's just, yeah, that's yeah, a good question. Yes. And even like, want to add on to it too, since we're not being educated about that, we're looking at external things such as the media to teach us, mm -hmm. you know? And we see the the prevalence of pornography nowadays, and we're looking at sex, and we're thinking, like, that's what it is. But no, pornography is a performative thing. Now, I mean, right. it's not actually teaching you how to please a man or a woman. It's just more so for people to get their rocks off. Now, I mean, so. And, and exactly. And, and with that, it's like with porn, it's, it's so performance-based to the point where how it's recorded. I know that we're both videographers, right? We're both yeah. VR background in that. <laughs> and I know they, they even angle the angle the camera where 
they're, they're, they yep. tell the person, like, say if the person is giving um, a vulva owner oral sex, then tell them, don't put your whole head in it. Just show yeah. so they can see it. So the person, the videographer has to angle it. So it's like mm -hmm. some person may think, oh, oh, to give oral sex, you have to, like, be far away and stick out your tongue. Yes, yeah. some people like that, but it's like, that's more for the angle and more for the video. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it gets deep. Yeah. But we're going to transition into our next question, uh, which is, okay, why is it difficult to establish boundaries within relationships? How do we make conversations easier? So boundaries. So I'm going to repeat it again. Let, let me just repeat it again. We're going to always repeat yeah, yeah. the question twice because, yeah, sure. you know, we need it twice. Two is better. And, um, and I'm a little old, too, because I'm a little bad. <laughs> Okay, so he says, why is it difficult to establish boundaries within relationships? And mm -hmm. how, well, and how do we make these conversations easier? I think, honestly, people are afraid of conflict. They think mm -hmm. that if they bring up a conversation that it's going to cause the conflict and um, necessarily kind of um, cause somebody to be less attracted to them. So I think that's really a part of it. Um, and the, the second part that was what was the second part? The second part so, was how do we make these conversations easier? Honestly, I think practice is key because mm -hmm. if you're not used to having these conversations, then you're not going to be able to grow. You know, growth only comes exactly. from being in uncomfortable uh, positions. So mm -hmm. I think really the way to change that narrative is to have those conversations or, you know, even consult someone who is educated on the way to uh, effectively communicate when it comes to certain things. So mm -hmm. I think really, you know, people just have to do, do their due diligence and not be afraid of what other people think and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I also feel like um, with boundaries, it's like, well, what is your, like, okay, so what is boundaries to you? Like, what do you, how do you define boundaries? Um, we're talking about more so like in a sexual term? Yeah, just within the question, just everything mm -hmm. that you said, like, what is boundaries? I think it's really more so about setting your expectations of what you like and what you don't like. If you mm -hmm. never communicate that, then you're leaving people to do the guesswork. Um, I was just thinking about, because with boundaries, I was thinking, like, in, in our childhood, right, if mm -hmm. our parents probably didn't even teach us what boundaries, like, what are boundaries? Like, to the, to the point where you mm -mm. you're you're end up hugging your that uncle or that auntie that you don't even really like, and they say, go hug your auntie. Go, go hug and you don't mm -hmm. even want to do it you don't want to hug them yeah and and that right there i mean as a child you also have boundaries as a child but you know with your parents you have to respect your parents so i feel like that mm -hmm. is translated into just into just sex and in, in general it's just like it's difficult is it so the question is why is it difficult to establish boundaries within the relationships and i think it's because we never really established boundaries from when we were young, we didn't practice yeah. that. Like, it just wasn't a constant practice, like you were saying mm -hmm. um, earlier. So it's just... And some people are forced to learn on their own, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're not... And looking at yourself to create change, that's uncomfortable for some people, and they don't want to really put that mirror to themselves. So that's why, you know, that's why they stay mm -hmm. with that, uh, the problematic behavior they have, because they're not mm -hmm. ready to make that change, because they don't want right. that comfort. Discomfort. Right. Exactly. That's, that's, it's, it's facts. All right. So we're going to move on to the next question. Why do you find people have difficulty when conveying their personal kinks or mm. pleasure levels with their partner? I think it's the stigma associated with sexuality in general, you know? Right. Um, mm -hmm. 
And the fact, it still goes back to being uneducated by stuff, especially like when it comes to men. You know, men have this concept of anything involving like your ass is gay. Um, and mm-hmm. necessarily it comes from the point of being stigmatized but also not being educated about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it comes down also to a fact of self-confidence and mm-hmm. self-image, you know? Like some people yeah. can present like they have all this confidence in the world, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they may be self-conscious about their body in general, you know? So right. I think that, you know, that's what makes it hard for people to convey what they like. And also, like, me speaking from a heterosexual perspective, um, just thinking about some other men and just uh, the stories that they've had and listening to women, sometimes men are afraid to convey their stuff because um, the woman they were dating or may think that it's homosexual to do anything involved with certain acts, you know? So mm-hmm. it goes back to that education point, you know? It's either you're scared about it, you're not educated, or it's your partner. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things of, you know, you don't want to mess up that line. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that also, I know one of our questions has a lot to do with, like, toxic masculinity. Like, what do you think that that has a correlation between, like, toxic masculinity and the fact that um, anything with the anal area just may be viewed as gay? Um, hold on, I was just reading this question real quick. This might be there. That's okay. Go ahead and read it. Go ahead and read it. What's going on in the comments? Well, well positive vibes. She said, my research has shown that many people, women, don't know exactly what they like because they're not used to self-exploration, masturbation. I highly encourage it. I think that's definitely true, you know, because um, I do research too, but I'm not as uh, informed me as you because of, you know, um, your, that's your, this is your area of expertise. Right. <laughs> um, but just in general, you know, if you're not, if you never take that chance to explore yourself and see what you like, you know, mm. certain angles may feel better to you then you're not mm-hmm. going to know really how to please yourself also. Exactly. And I believe that is so true. And I also believe that um, our uh, the anatomy of the female is just, um, it's just, it's, it's so complex, but so simple. Complex because we, hell, have, yeah. <laughs> we have the clit, we have the clitoris, which is yeah. um, predominantly for pleasure, mostly for pleasure. The only, that's the only thing that it, it's, it's there for. Yeah. And then we have the um, vagina, which is, you know, for reproductive reasons and for sex as well. And mm. it's just like some some women, um, we just don't know what we like. We just, sometimes it's, some women even feel kind of squeamish when they go inside of themselves because it's just like, yeah. it feels weird and it's like, uh, and then it's like, uh. And then it's some, some people, some women don't even know what their clit is, like to that, mm-hmm. to that extremity. And it's just like, and the clit, we, we just found out about the clit not too long ago. Not yeah. too long ago, what was it like in nineteen sixties? We just found out they they just started putting it in textbooks and stuff like that. I never knew that. Wow, well, here you go. Mm. <laughs> here you go. Um, it's a new thing. So it's like the the research that you're doing. Thank you so much, Positive Underscore Vibes Inc. Yes, yes. Because you're you know you telling us something, and we have we have a conversation to start about it. So. Oh, one thing I gotta add on to what you mentioned. Don't don't give me the flack. But also our religious backgrounds, shame, it brings shame on sex too. So that causes women not to find out what uh, what uh, they may like the best, you know. So that's why, you know. So that that's another dynamic too. Oh no, that is a that is an entire dynamic. Like that mm-hmm. has a lot to just do with our sexuality in in general. I know um, there's just some religions that some religions like don't don't really care about if what what you do. They just you know, yeah. let you do whatever. And then some some religions are like, no, you can't do this, this, this. So if you're putting those mm-hmm. if you're putting those boundaries 
on what you can do and how you can expand your sexuality, how are you gonna know? How are you gonna know things about you? Yeah. So no, you're totally in that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Yeah, that's that's, that's that. a deeper, deeper talking. <laughs> we can go. We can get into that. Trust and believe. Okay, let me see. Um, yeah, you could you could look at the comments. Make sure we're yeah. not having anything because I'm over here. I'm not that good with multitasking. Let's not see. for you. All right, we good. We good. We caught up. All right. Oh, my question before we uh, went into that was, do you feel like um, toxic masculinity um, correlates with the fact that um, if you do anything with a male's anal area, it's perceived as gay? Do you feel like that yeah. there's a correlation between that? And explain that for me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I've heard war stories from women, right? That <laughs> some men are so homophobic that mm. they don't even wash their ass. They don't let soap <laughs> or water go down their shit. So they got skid marks on their sheets. So I think that toxic masculinity definitely does play into that. I mean, that, that's, that's a whole... A, can we do a moment of silence for that one? Mm. All, the, right. <laughs> all the draws that probably got tossed away? Mm. Uh, just gone. Mm. Just gone. The draws are gone. And that's kind of yeah. crazy to me because, I mean, I have talked to some, you know, some men that they say oh, yeah, I don't really, like, get in it. I'm like, wait, so if you don't get in it, then what, yeah. what, do, you, what do you do? What are we watching? <laughs> mm -hmm. That that's still got that's going to accept that, too, because their standards are so low when it comes to that. So Wait, wait, repeat what you just said? I said, and there's still some women that accept that with men, too, because their standards, or it can be other issues, you know, that cause them to accept men like this. It's, it's a whole bunch there. Wash y'all. Uh, y'all yeah, better exactly. wash it. Get <laughs> yeah, all the nooks and crannies. I mean, <laughs> I don't all care what y'all. I don't care what y'all believe in. I don't care about toxic masculinity. I don't care. Wash yep. it. Yep. All right. Point blank. Period. We gonna we gonna move. We gonna move. We gonna move. Uh, yes. Please, all right. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Wait. Actually, there's a second part to that first question. It said, "What advice can you give someone who is interested in sharing that part of themselves with someone?" as far as um, like conveying their personal kinks and stuff, like how can you, um, what advice would you give someone who's interested in sharing that part with someone? I okay. think it's, it's gotta be a comfortable environment, definitely. Um, mm. And just ask the person, other person, what are you into? What am I doing that, uh, what am I not doing that mm. you need? Um, what am I, not doing well enough. I think it's really using those questions and then flipping around like, okay, so I'm glad that I got a chance to know you. So here are a few things that I or implement approach can help. Sorry. I know my wife was trying to try something weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. So I think you, using that approach of making the conversational as another person and then flipping it back like, hey, this is what I'm interested to. So I think that can be a tactic or a technique to approach that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the, that's the only way I can think of right now with that. Yeah, yeah and I feel like we, um, whenever you're trying to like cut, um, just 
convey your personal kink. Well, well, one, sometimes your kink may not be someone else's kink. Let's just get that out the way. Yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of nervous if that person is gonna judge you, shame you, or or mm. whatever. So it's like, all right. So you have that, but then you have the fact. Okay, y'all passed that that barrier. Okay, the person finally gives the the person finally wants to do what you want to do, right? Yeah. You we have to normalize check-ins during sex. Absolutely. We must normalize. Y'all hear y'all hear me? Every one of y'all <laughs> nine y'all nine people normalize check-ins because when you are yeah. when you're having sex and you're doing something new, you want to be like, is this feeling good? A lot of times where we don't want to say that. We don't want to we don't want to ask because one, we don't want to know the answer. And two, some people think it ruins the mood. But you can ask. Yeah. You can act sexy. Mm -hmm. Do you like this? <laughs> Do you like this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can act sexy so that just like normalizing just help you feel more comfortable with sharing your kinks with someone. Just let you know. Mm-hmm. I think I hear myself. And make sure okay. you keep your ego in check too when that's occurring because that's mm -hmm. a big part of it. I mean, it's ego work, yes. and I talk about this all the time. I'm gonna have to make a course about this because the ego is so pre it, it's so prevalent in our lives. Like, if well, you have a ego, ego yeah. it literally will stop you from just exploring, exploring yourself. And that's what you know. Toxic masculinity. You know, we can get into a little bit more about that because the question is, what is toxic masculinity, and how can it pose a problem with men and their ability to commit? You're gonna have to answer this one because I know I want to know the answer. <laughs> so I really think it goes back to childhood education and exposure. Um, mm. If you're not taught about that, then you're going to learn from other external things. Like for me, I didn't, um, I wasn't taught about that. I didn't learn about it. But, you know, I was raised in the Big Pippin era. Yes, it's a visually appealing video, but at the same time, the messages that it was conveying was wrong. So I think that people aren't exposed to, a much, to enough things to see what's wrong and then they're not able to change those uh, aspects. So it's kind of like, almost like a group think thing. If all mm -hmm. your people were, weren't taught about it, mm -hmm. you learn from society, you're feeding off of each other. So yeah. that contributes to the toxic masculinity, but I think that also it's more so, in order to fix that, it has to be a point of people addressing what they don't know. But at the same time, you never know what you don't know too. So it's more so, you know, if you're in the same circle, it's kind of hard to realize that you're doing something wrong until you actually get out of that circle and see, like, oh, this behavior is not acceptable. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I I definitely believe what you're saying because there's some men that wait, go well, yeah. Look, let's look at the comments. Let's look at the comments. <laughs> Please remind me. That's all good. So, what do you do when your parent makes you feel bad about your kinks? But I, I think that's when your parent makes you. What do you do when your parent, when our parent makes you feel bad? Like if you if you live if you're under eighteen and they're paying bills, or if you're older and they're paying bills, then uh. it's not their business. But at the same time, you're still being supported by your parents. Now, if you're fully on your own, independent, then it don't matter what your parents think. It's about what you like, you know. But um. Uh -huh. Got that. Okay. It's not any business, honestly, in my opinion. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a trick. That's a tricky one. 
I'm yeah. gonna do some research some more. We should about some more. And and, and I'm American, but I know mm. in different cultures there's a different standard when it comes to sex and the way it's approached. Like mm. in Africa, they have the general mutilation of women. So that's another aspect to it too. You said when you say feel about your bad about your kinks. So it's like they're trying to destroy that pleasure that women get. But you know, it's it's a whole bunch to that really. So female genital mutilation. Probably the most horrifying thing I've ever heard. If, yes. if you guys don't know what that is, that's basically them cutting off the clit. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. No, no. We're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And they still do it to this day. Yep. To this day. To this day. Yeah, you're the But no, to this day. It's really ridiculous. But hey. All right. We're going to yeah. move on to the next question. How long have we been on here for? Eight? Okay, 22 minutes. We're doing good. 22, yeah, All yeah. right. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Okay. What advice would you give someone who is in a committed relationship but may be interested in bringing in a third partner? So this one... I don't have that uh, experiential experience, but um, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I, 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 I am, I am engaged, and we're not doing that at all. Um, but prior, um, I did have that 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 um, that privilege, <laughs> that privilege. I had to, had to, had to run through it right, right. But um, I think honestly, communication is key. Um, transparency, trust. Mm, um, and speaking from a heterosexual perspective, if you want another woman, you got to be open to the option of her wanting another man, too. So right, it can't just right. be have your cake and eat it, too. So if you're going to approach that conversation, it has to be equal. You both have to be on the same page. You had to have the same mm-hmm. conversation. You can't force your partner to do something that necessarily they don't want to do. That's true. Now, if you're single... It's totally up to the woman. The woman controls that situation. You just make sure that they are comfortable mm. and you provide a safe environment and mm. make sure they have fun. And it's about them. You just a third wheel and yeah. It's a third wheel. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, for me, I mean, I just like, okay, what is the purpose? What is the purpose? Why do you want to bring a third person in? Mm. Like, why? Because if the reason is because you don't find your partner sexy anymore and you're just hoping that your sex life just gets better by bringing a third person. That's a trash reason. No. Yeah. It's a no. Mm-hmm. Because when that person, when that third, when that third person gallops on and leaves, you're still going to be looking at your, your, your partner. Yep. So it's, it's really just purpose. But if you want to, you know, do a third, a little threesome because you want just an experience or, you know, you just want to, you know, spice things up just a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's totally fine. So it's just like the question, let's make sure we answer the question. Let's see, where's that? Where's that? Where's that? What advice would you give someone who is in a committed relationship but may be interested in bringing a third partner? Um, Just make sure, it's really just the intention. If the intention, mm-hmm. if your intentions are good, then everything should be good. Um, yeah. That follows after that. Um, like like a lot of people say, make sure that the, the, the female, you know, chooses whatever partner because, you know, y- the, male is, the, male, yeah. like, the male is just good with everything. But then like you were saying, you brought up a good point. You also have to be open to bringing in another man mm-hmm. because that may be 
that 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 may be a kink for for your yeah. your girl or for, for whoever whatever the situation is. She that might do one for the team, but then you have to return that favor if that's what she wants. You know? Exactly, and I know, yeah. and, I, and that that's also touching on toxic masculinity as well because a lot of this touches on toxic masculinity, and and that word I know that word is being a, a little overused now, but yeah. it's so it's it's so important to to so that we understand what you know the everything yeah. that goes around that. Got to normalize the term- terminology. Uh huh. We have to normalize that, and because if if your if your girl want to bring another man, you know, I mean, if you don't want, you don't have to, you don't have to engage with the man. It's mm. just you have to be comfortable with this. So it's just you just have to be open and make sure that your intentions are good. That's my advice. Yes, definitely. And mm-hmm. I just thought about something else too. Mm. There are different. Um, there are different organizations, clubs, and all that stuff too. So if you're interested, even maybe just going to the strip club as a couple, seeing what that dynamic's like, you know, uh-huh. that can give you an idea of what it's like, her comfort level, and all that stuff. And you know, you want to take it to the next level, you have, you know, other adult options like swingers clubs, uh-huh. um, all that other stuff too. So those are different ways you can just little by little gradually be, to get to that point. That's very true, and you know they do have they do have the video they do have some videos on um, some porn websites mm. that you can check out. You know they have they have it. It's like thirty <laughs> minutes long, and <laughs> you know I mean I mean they good they pretty decent. Yeah. Like, you like I got them bookmarks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally have it like I literally have uh, in my notes. I have okay, that's a video that I like. Because mm-hmm. it's you know it just shows you just a different perspective. So yeah. y'all can definitely, if you're interested in threesomes, I would definitely say you can look on how people do it in in real life. Like you could definitely see that. I think it's like Playboy or something. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, of course, when it comes to porn, do not take that as your experience. That is stuff not, may not yeah, go definitely. the way that person. People, mm-hmm. all the oh. eleven people. <laughs> Hear me. Right, and one ahead. thing I forgot too that. Uh... How about when it comes to education about this stuff? Podcasts. You got a lot, a lot of sex podcasts nowadays that are talking about stuff like horrible decisions. I think was it good moms, bad choices, um, mm-hmm. cocktails. There's a few podcasts out there that I'm sure I'm missing too. But uh, going to them as resources because nowadays a lot of people are going to podcasts for positive information and they actually yes. have sex ed- educators on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you know that's. Well, when it comes to resources, like like she was saying, you guys, podcasts. Um, even down if you download Blex app as well, they yes, they Blex have app. they have a um uh like a community a community based like resource thing where you can just like ask questions if you want and have people answer them. So Blex app is also a resource. Um, podcast, like I said, I'm gonna keep on saying podcast because let me podcast mm-hmm. will put you on, okay? Yeah. Um, sex positive pages. Sex with baddies, and there's so much others. There's so much others going on that you can, if you just follow, um, that's just a resource for you because you want to be around that environment. You want to continuously see sex positive yeah. posts so that you can start to just gain more understanding of your sexuality and just how this, just how you can deal with it, really. <laughs> um, yeah, and of course, books. I know books is good. There's some Facebook pages. Um, and of course, self exploration. These are all resources mm-hmm. that will help you just within your sexual journey. Yes. How does self awareness help someone to build healthier relationships? Mm. 
self-awareness in general will help you in all aspects of your life. <laughs> That's something I wish that I would have had earlier. Um, as a, a young dude, I, I had to admit that, you know, I'm a former fuckboy, but, you know, I'm on a better path. I learned from my ways. I ain't had no self-awareness, right? <laughs> so um, I think, really, self-awareness is key because you don't know who you're bleeding on, who, the, the childhood trauma that you may face, uh, mm -hmm. that, that you went through, influences who you are as an adult. Mm -hmm. And necessarily, if you're not aware of those things, those emotions, how you're um, coping with them, you can unintentionally bleed onto other people and cause right. a variety of different types of damages. Um, mm -hmm. I think self-awareness is definitely key. Um, and just some tips on how to develop that, because people don't really know. Yeah. Um, I re always recommend emotional intelligence 2.0. And realistically, all you got to do is take the test. It's a very short test. It tells you where you're at. So when it comes to self-awareness, so awareness of self, awareness of others, how your actions influence others, et cetera. Um, y'all write this down. Wait, y'all write like this down. <laughs> emotional yes, intelligence 2.0. 2.0, yes. It's a, right? it's a test in the book. So they got the test. It tells you the areas you're doing well in, the areas you're not doing well in, and it gives you an action plan on how to improve in those areas. And the book itself, you can just read the first 20, 30 pages, and you got a good idea of everything. If you want to get deeper, you can read the other spots, uh, other uh, sections of the book. But I think that's, that's important, really, um, knowing yourself, doing these assessments to get a better understanding, because that's the only way you're going to do it, you know? And once you have an understanding of yourself, you know where you need to grow and evolve, what, you, what changes you need to make all stuff, so. Yeah. Definitely. So did you did you um take that, that test or did do you know someone who, who took in it? I, I I took that test, yes. Um but also life has taught me a lot. Um let's hear a story. <laughs> you said you were a a, 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 a past a past F boy. I wanna hear a F boy experience, okay? I'll all right, I'll tell you when my days were done. Okay, let's okay. let's the ending days. The ending days. This is why I knew <laughs> like I gotta make a change. Got to make a, had to look at the man in the mirror, you know, like Michael Jackson said, right? All right, so I really got to set the mood and do justice to the story, you know? So sit back, relax, you know, put the lights down a little bit, grab some to drink, grab some to eat, and get ready for the former fuckboy fables. All right, so back in college, you know, I was low-key, like, on my, my porno shit when it came to the sex, you know? I, I, it was all right, you know? And you know, Taryn, how you Taryn, know? How you know? I'm glad you asked. So right, um, there was a situation, uh, an entanglement that I had with you know, this eloquent, elegant, and oh so intelligent Tang Tang. You know, um, definitely wifey material. But you know, back in the day, I wasn't thinking about that. You know, it was more so just my mind. You know, mind. but uh, yeah. So we were um, each other's uh, connection for a period of time. An amazing woman. And um, fun times were had, you know. But one thing I knew that uh, that confirmed everything with my abilities. Now, I mean, we'll just say it that way, not right. Was uh, she had left her phone in the room, and you know, back in the day, I was expecting gadget ass motherfucker. So uh, I had called it because she wanted me to call it because this is back when we had uh, room phones. This is back at Willie P. And I mean, when the room phones used to work. So. We had the sidekicks. If the sidekick or a cell phone wasn't working, we called the room phone, right? So she had called my room phone, and she was like, "Yo, Taryn, um, 
can you did I leave my phone there? I was like, uh, I don't know, but I'll call it, right? So when I called, the caller ID said, hell yeah. I was like, huh? And that's like with a couple H's at the end, you know? And then the couple L's and they had the exclamation point. So I'm like, what, what's this? What is this? What is this? So, um, you know, being inspector guys at Snoop Doggy Dog ass motherfucker. Uh, I looked and I saw that she had a whole ranking system. She had some dudes named eh, trash, good, but that's all hell yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I bet, bet, bet. Now, I mean, I kind of knew because, you know, we had a song say it, you know, by Neil back in the day that shit was going off. No, no, no. And, you know, things were happening. I mean, but I ain't going to do too much. Now, I mean, protect the innocent. I mean, amazing woman, though. Uh, shout out to you. Now, I mean, but uh, I digress. Now, I mean, so that was when I was in my prime, but uh, towards the end, when I knew my days were numbered, right? Well, actually, now they was gone. The muffler was gone. Uh, I met another, you know, a woman that uh, was dope. This year's down the line. I mean, so you're not gonna piece together anything with the timeline at all. So don't, don't, don't strain yourself. Don't hurt yourself, right? So I, I was, you know, eyeing her for a minute. You know, uh, we was always cordial, um, always uh, approached her like a gentleman and all that stuff, right? So you know, finally got my chance. I'm like, all right, bet, bet, bet. You know, I'm about to. Mm. I mean. Cause uh, it's it's tearing. I mean, come on. But uh, yeah, so we we went to do what we had to do. Um, however, I was facing a lot of shame and guilt at the time. Um, and necessarily, I was like, when it was time for us to get together and do it, shit wasn't working. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> but that wasn't the worst part, though, right? So um, you know, the mental fucks everything up. But when that happened. She looked me in my eye, put one hand on my shoulder, and said, Damn, bro, I expected better. Somebody, oh, he needs bro. some milk. Yo, <laughs> it, it, it was like um, Grand Theft Auto when you die. Or like, yeah, my, my ego mm, that day, yeah, it, it was rough, but you know, that's what the mental can do. So, uh, thank you for tuning in to the former Fuckboy Fables. Back to the episode. You know, I realized that I had to make a change. I wasn't living life right. So, you know, not everybody has that realization. Luckily, I had that because I was able to transform into a different person. You know, I'm not perfect at all. I'm still working on it. Um, I'm not out here in these streets no more. Mm. But, um, you know, just that situation really was what did it for me. It took me from that level to a higher vibration. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you feel like just after you over, um, overcame just that part of your life, like how do you feel that influenced your relationships, your sexual relationships? Like do you just feel more mature? Like like what is your-, your Oh, definitely way more mature. Like mm. one thing with me, um, I don't know, like I talk about a lot on my page, like mental health or whatever. So I went through a dark period of depression in 2018 and mm-hmm. all that fuck shit came back to me during that time. And it was like constantly in my mind. It was kind of like, Yo, you were a fucked up person. So mm-hmm. all that stuff really built up to that point. And, you know, that period helped me really shed everything and seeing, like, how my actions negatively negatively impacted somebody else, you know? So I saw myself in that moment. And I was like, yo, I don't want my daughter dating somebody like this. So that's how I got to that point, right. you know? I had to go through those points to be able to be ready to be a fiance, I mean, um, to yeah. be a husband that's going to be a great father figure that's going to teach his 
kids and stuff about sex that I didn't know about. And I mean, right. so they don't got to learn the hard way. Like JD <laughs> said, Hope did that, so hopefully you ain't got to go through that. Right, I mean? right. So <laughs> that, that's that's, that's kind of like how I got to my journey or where I am right now. So what was your, like, your sex education growing up? Like, did you receive sex education? Like, how was that? Man, we had this little, I think it was about a little less than a month in health class about sex education. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't even nothing. It was nothing impactful for me to understand what was going on. Oh, my, my mother, she tried to get me to talk, but I'm like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> like, it was awkward. So, like, for me, honestly, I had to learn a lot through, you know, trial and error. And mm-hmm. then once I got more mature and knew the value of talking to older uh, individuals, right. that's when I got a better understanding and stuff. You know, when talking to women about their experiences with men and all that stuff, like, that mm-hmm. allowed me to have the empathy needed to make that change and all that stuff. So for me, it was really just piece by piece, piece by piece, mm-hmm. learning everything. And so I'm, I'm a I'm a nerd knowledge. So I, I used to do a lot of this research on my own. Um, so that's what I used to do. I used to read Men's Health all the time back in high school. I don't know why, <laughs> but they always talked about uh, sex in there. So that's kind of <laughs> how I got my stuff. And then just from there. I just was generally interested, so I would just Google stuff. Okay. I mean, for me, yeah. it was, I, I honestly can't even recall when when I got mm. um, sex education. I just know my earliest memory was in elementary school, and literally, as they were teaching us about, I don't even know what they were talking about, honestly. Dude. Well, as they were teaching us about something, there was literally, like, to, to the right of me, I saw a boy literally tickling a girl's butt. And, wow. and and I say this, I say this because we already, at, from young, we already know kind of yeah. an idea of what sex is. Yeah. We have an idea of it. So it's like, I know a lot of, in, in a lot of um, schools, they don't, they try not to speak about pleasure and they try not to speak too much about mm-hmm. condom use. They like to just promote abstinence. And it's just like, literally, I was looking at someone to somebody's butt as I was learning sex education. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like it needs to be just more it needs to be implemented more in the school system so that we don't so because uh, adult sex ed mm. honestly adult sex ed was everything for me adult sex ed was my sex ed <laughs> yeah. you know like i literally taught myself as i'm teaching people i'm still learning to this day more and more about my body and i'm just like dang i could have knew this dang yeah. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> like yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's just like it just it, it does influence our relationships and you know something that simple as just penis size in men you know penis size mm-hmm. in men um it can literally influence just the way you you interact with people because i know people like men who feel like they have smaller penises they sometimes walk around the world a little differently like they're less yeah. And I'll be trying to tell men, it's not, it does not matter about that. Like, you don't say uh, you are not less of a person. You know, you are, you are none of that. And it's just that, that just affects their, their relationships coming up. Like, I know like some people, they in their, they're in relationships and they're just like, oh, oh yeah. Um, he's my, my man is insecure about his penis size. So like our sex isn't good because he's always trying to get me into these positions that requires deep penetration because he feels, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, just stuff like that. Stuff that little can affect the, your whole sex life because your man is insecure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Insecurity in men is a very big thing. Um, not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. I can't speak on anybody else's because I just know me. <laughs> so, um, Yeah, only you. Only you. <laughs> 
for me, I always find that, you know, it, it depends on the woman that you're with. You know, not every woman is the same. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Um, it's more so I've always been a um, equal participant. So I always make sure that, you know, she gets hers, I get mine, or whatever. But necessarily, for me, I never was subconscious about that. You know, I've seen some people talking about, oh, got to get the gas station pills. I'm like, what you got gas station pills for? Like, wait, gas station pills? What is, the, the gas station pills? If I, right, you go inside so the gas, gas station, let's look, right? Come on. There's a wall. Oh, you want to see a whole bunch of different pills. You got grown men that are buying these pills that are not FDA approved, that there's no sign, there's nothing, and they're buying them and using them. They don't know the long-term impacts of it. And my thing is, like, if you had a healthier diet, if you were taking care of your mental, you wouldn't need those different things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I know different health complications, you know, um, can cause different um, issues. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's more so it goes back to self-confidence. If you don't care about anybody and you know that you're handling your business, then mm -hmm. that's all that matters. It does. It does. And, and, and that brings me to just my last point is the simple act of breathing during sex can help erections and it can help desires and all of that stuff and that goes for um any gender like you must breathe like it, it helps it helps yeah. so much there's so much there's so much performance anxiety when it comes to 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 males and females to the point where y'all mm -hmm. not y'all but we, we i'm gonna say we but you know i i, I learned to play for <laughs> sex uh-uh i said no i'm never gonna do that again but um, would so, you pass out <laughs> No, I learned my lesson with that. Heck no. But um, but it's just it's so, it's so simple as breathing and 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 letting go all of those fears and those anxieties because what's the point yeah. of having anxiety with sex? They don't match. Mm -hmm. Do you but know? It's all about too. It's like you have to be confident within yourself because I know like I know about the anxiety. You know of you know I don't know if I could uh, if I'm gonna give it an A or if I have the capabilities of giving A. So you know. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, it goes back to self-confidence. Right. What were you saying before? My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Let me make sure I answer all the questions because we're reaching um the time where we're supposed to get up out of here. Let me see. Uh, you... Okay, so as the last question is, do you recommend sex therapy for individuals as a way to communicate these intimate ideas and suggestions in a positive space? I believe therapy benefits anyone. Uh -huh. um, if you're having issues with communicating what you want sexually, your kinks, et cetera, and you need assistance with it, then absolutely get sex therapy. But uh -huh. I think that, you know, if you just make that jump and start having these conversations, then that can build your sexual confidence. Yes. Um, but I think, you know, so, there's no, never, nothing ever wrong with, with therapy, but I uh -huh. always feel that you should try to equip yourself with the tools to get the results that you want. Mm -hmm. instead of going to someone else as a first result, you know? Right. So. No, that makes sense. And, you know, um, what do you say? So many get their sex ed from porn, which is not reality. Yep. Yeah, we, we um, T-Walk L-S-Neon, I don't know if I'm saying this right, 
but yeah, we talked about that earlier. Um, it's true. We all get our, well, not we all, but you know, most of us get sex ed from porn, and it is it, it isn't reality. But um, when it comes to sex therapy, it's needed. You know, my best friend always tells me she literally drills this in my head every day. Everyone wants to be seen, heard, and to feel like they're expressing themselves authentically. And with mm-hmm. therapy, it it helps you because you're allowed to be yourself. You're allowed to be seen and heard, and you're allowed to be your, you know, just yourself. So therapy, yeah. yes, guys, therapy, and you know, and I'm a I'm a, a coach for blacks, so and and it helps, it helps. I'm helping people, and that makes me so happy. So it's just like, yes, guys, do therapy. But there's yes, thirteen. Yes. I just want to say shout out to the fourteen, thirteen people that's on, and y'all are staying yeah. on. Y'all are staying on right now. I, yeah, really, I yeah, shout really. out to y'all. For real, shout out to y'all. Someone said, don't forget sex ed in public school was tied to abstinence-only programs to get funding. Ooh, yes. Thanks for bringing that up. And something else you brought up, it's not just the elementary schools. I am in the higher education field. There are some HBCUs that hold their old school Christian values, cultural values mm-hmm. and all that stuff, saying that sex education is irrelevant. Abstinence is the only thing. So there are some higher education institutions that are still coddling these students and that's how people are getting pregnant because they'll have these uh the knowledge men being overly aggressive that's how rape is caused because they're not educated told what consent is what boundaries are so you know it's conversation we gotta start having okay someone said if i can explain what blex is so yeah so blex is a app and they also have an instagram that you can check out but it's an app for you know melanated people but of course you don't have to be you know melanated but you know you know we got to shout out to our black people cause especially with you know with things going on but it's just it's just a resource I mean, black lives have, matter right it's a resource and um you can do you can do coaching you can you it's community based so it's it's just a, a hub of things that will help you with your sex journey they also have a, a black box which is a few you know sexual intimate sex well, sexual intimacy items that you can check out um i would definitely say go on the app and just look and just browse through They're, you're gonna just learn so much and yeah that's what Blex is in a nutshell that's what it is thanks for asking that question yes, okay yes. y'all this is it this let's get a high five this is amazing this, this is yes this is thank great. you thank you thank you for having yes. me like I said, thank you so much, Black, for just giving us this opportunity and this space. And yes. and there's there I know this whole month is adult sex ed. So, you know, all of everyone that's tuned in, stay tuned for the rest of the lives that's going on. We got some amazing people. Thank yeah, you for yeah. joining. Any last words? No problem. Yeah, I want to thank y'all again for having me. Um, make yeah. sure y'all follow me, uh, Real Talk Session Series on uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not on Twitter with it, but, you know, I'm on my regular talking my shit. Um, and make sure, you know, you really are out there supporting black businesses. Um, we're trying to make a movement out here. So we got a couple things coming up. We got a new podcast coming out called The Miseducation of the People. And we get all into all the stuff that we should have been taught, you know, in schools, all the BS with these Karens and Chads out here. Um <laughs> And, you know, we're just trying to make a movement and providing easy, accessible education to the black community. We don't yes. say people of color, we say in black community because we're being very intentional because we are underserved, we are underrepresented, and also we are big enough black women because they are the most uh, abused people 
here. You know what I mean? So we got, you know, this like social right. protection. I mean, right, 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 right. I love that. Yeah. And you guys, if you can follow, so definitely follow him on all of his platforms. Also, you can follow me, well, Sex with Baddies, if you just want to keep up with my content. And yeah, I got some more things coming in the bag for y'all. I also have a videography business. If you're interested, I know um, he has a uh, black videographers unite. You know I mean, <laughs> yes, Celine <laughs> Images. And that's it, guys. Thank you so much again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Miseducation of the People, proudly brought to you by the Real Talk Session Series, where all we do is provide that real talk only. All right, talk to you later. Miseducation of